Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Jabba the Pod. Right, sons, and welcome to Sci-Fi Wire's Job of the Pod, our weekly Star Wars podcast where we discuss and celebrate the movies, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away. Every generation is a legend. Every legend is a podcast. And this is ours. I am your host, disgraced former Jedi and Force mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member turned droids rights activist Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And the man who lets us record on his starship, the smuggler with a not-so-secret heart of gold, captain of the Starbinger, Matt Romano. Greetings. Still drifting alongside us is Bob the Purgill, who says hello to everyone. I was just communing with him. And with us as well, as always, is our protocol droid Y1RZZ, human podcast relations, also known as Wires, and former midwife droid turned HR nightmare Mbop. Sir, I must say that I do not appreciate that the creature known as Bob is now announced before myself. I know I am new to podcasting, but this does not seem like it's fair, and I would like. Ooh, bah. Ooh, bah. Ooh, bah. Oh, what are you talking about? What previous seasons? Ooh, bah. Ooh, bah. I have never had a memory wipe. I have no memory of it. Oh, don't worry about it, wires. Um, and no, thank you it. for uh, spoiling yeah. that, Bob. Um. Someone get a muzzle on him, please. Um, and we will just ignore the great paddle. Just watch incident. the paddles. Yeah, and some gloves. Yeah. Jeez. Some, some, yeah, some um, put some handcuffs. gloves on those paddles. Anyway, mm. we, we are recording on <laughs> Thursday, August 13th, 2020. I think we're all recovered somewhat from the Spotchka nightmare. The longest podcast episode of all time. And the funny thing is... Um, Listeners, Padawans didn't seem to mind. In fact, no, they they seem to enjoy it. Surprisingly so, well received. Yeah. We'll just go with that. It was like, <laughs> I knew it. It was, it was all all according all as I as I had foreseen. Um, except not at all. There you go. Um, we're ready to continue our discussion and celebration of Star Wars Rebels. You're rebels, on you? As well as continuing to do whatever we feel like in terms of the galaxy far, far away. But before anything, there's some hot. Breaking news, um, breaking today. It won't be breaking when you listen to this. But anyway, let's go to some news on the march. News on the march. Okay, you guys like Star Wars, right? I love Star Wars. Do you like how ho- you like yeah. how ho- you like holiday specials? I'd I say love we do. holiday specials. Yeah. Do you like Lego? <gasps> well, guess what? What? Um, this is exclusive from USA Today, and this just came out like a half hour before we started recording. Yeah. There is a new Star Wars holiday special coming out this year. What? It is premiering November 17th on Disney Plus, the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Wow. And I cannot it is, wait. Yeah, there's so many things that are really interesting and unexpected about this, aside from literally everything about it. Yes. Um, but it takes place after the rise of Skywalker, which is in itself weird. It's um, going to be um, paying homage to 
to Star Wars history and of course, you know, a little bit of to the old holiday special. I'm sure there'll be jokes to that. Um, there'll be a wink and a nod to the original, says executive producer Josh Rhymes. Um, he's saying it's inspired a little bit by It's a Wonderful Life, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Christmas Vacation. Um, <laughs> it's going to have some <laughs> Star Wars movie actors reprising their roles. It doesn't say who, but the blurb here, it says, Ray and droid pal BB-8 head off on a quest to gain a deeper knowledge of the Force, but their visit to a mysterious Jedi temple sends them careening through time and space. <gasps> Ray interacts with Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda and other characters in some of the franchise's most beloved moments as they try to return in time for a life day feast with her friends on Chewbacca's Wookiee home world of Kashyyyk. Um, and the madness. Fo- yeah, oh the God. photo that is accompanying here, it shows Ray, Finn, Poe, Rose and Chewie. So I, I'm really curious immediately. It's like, well, it says some actors are coming back. I'm like, which ones? It yeah. sounds like this is going to be very Ray heavy. So I'm imagining yeah. like Daisy Ridley returning to Star Wars already. And so, and yeah, it's Lego. But I mean, what, I mean, what, she's, what what's she's your... said that she's not really like like she hasn't actively said that she won't do it. But I think she's one of the people who are ready to move on. Like her and John Boyega, especially John Boyega, are just like, yeah. man, yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, but but then it's right. But then wouldn't it be funny if they were both in this? Um, because who it's, knows? And who I, knows I mean, when they recorded it? Too. Yeah, maybe right. they were maybe they're bored during quarantine and they signed yeah. on. They're like Mark Hamill had how long ago just said I'm done with Star Wars. You know, no way. But and this is a younger Luke that's going to be in this. So how do you not have him? I mean, and he probably has his own studio. You know, his own you know, voiceover studio as a lot of, you know, pro voice voiceover yeah. people do in their homes. There's a lot of uh, fan casting that I know has happened around online as um, Sebastian Stan as a young Luke. Uh, oh, yeah, right, right. They say it yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. He, like, they have the same face shape and everything. So that would yeah. be an interesting, like, Disney crossover to have. Yeah. For... But, but but doing the just the, just the voice? Yeah, why I mean, not? F- yeah. For the, Oh, okay. I yeah, hadn't thought of it Back off, like that. Brian. Why not? <laughs> I, 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 okay. She wants, Caitlin wants her Bucky Barnes. I mean, you're yeah, going to have to get, you're going to have to get in line behind, uh, behind a, a certain, uh, another captain I can think of in terms of the Bucky Barnes love. But the, and it, another interesting thing here is um, that it said some versions of the Wookiee characters from the 70s special will appear. Oh God. So, they have to. They absolutely have to. <laughs> My God. So, Get ready for some screeching. Lumpawaru, Mala, and of course, Itchy. And I'm just hoping for a you know, uh, pocket-sized aquarium, maybe. I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa but, wait, wait, wait. I mean, the obvious here is we need a, a Lego set of this. We need, like, you know, Chewie's yes. home as a His Lego tree set. house. Fact, it'll just be my nativity set or whatever. That I don't even have one of those. But, Absolutely. Like, you know, I'll put that under my tree every year, you know. I am there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I have to say this is exciting because I mean, any any and 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 he says in this in 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 what I'm literally looking at right now that it's just going to be fun and you know it's a fun treat and it's something that everyone can enjoy, especially this year. Um, and I agree. And also, I've been um, getting I, there's a lot of the Lego Star Wars stuff that I haven't watched. Um, I'm a oh, little man. ashamed to admit, but I, I I'm I'm watching. Um, 
like the uh, the first Yoda Chronicles ones, like the yeah, Yoda Chronicles, like, one medicine stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, they are so. I, I watched the Freemaker Adventures, so I knew that you know they would be funny. But some the early stuff, it's so funny. Yeah, we it's, should um, we should do a whole episode dedicated to it because like seriously, Droid Tales is hilarious. I, I watched oh, all time. Yeah, <laughs> I love Droid. Yeah. But I also I love the bit where Darth keeps trying to get into the mix, and a Lego George Lucas keeps saying it's not your, it's not your thing. You don't come. This That's is the thing. Very, the Lego very humor is so good. Like yeah. I remember yeah. uh, playing the Lego Star Wars games. Yeah. Uh, on I think it was GameCube is what we had it on, and they were just like they're phenomenal. They are and so. And a new fun. version of that. Yeah. And a new version of that's coming back too. The, yes. the Skywalker Saga. It's I'm because so they've ready. had the complete saga before and then they did force awakens. And now this is apparently so many characters and it's not like a retread of boards. They've already done. It's mm-hmm. like levels. They, so that's coming too. So there's a lot of Lego in our, in for the rest of the year. That's amazing. Coming. But so this is going to be Wonderful. nice for life day. This is, this is, this is going to be the other life day special that star Wars fans can look forward to. Yes. The other one is ours. Yeah. And um, we're cooking it <laughs> we up right plans. now. And let me just tell you, race noodles may appear. I'm just saying. <laughs> we're, we're contacting. We, yeah. we're, we're, we're in negotiations. You might call them aggressive. But so, anyway. Um, got a hot take for this, uh, this special, though. <gasps> okay, sound <gasps> it. I mean, this is not, probably not even a hot take, but like, I'll bet you 100 bucks Baby Yoda. Yoda Baby is in this thing. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Of course. If she's traveling in time and going, you know, she's going to be in the world between worlds or whatever, wherever she ends up in this special. You know what they're going to want in terms of with this special and the Mandalorian? What's that? Synergy. Oh, God. What are you? What are you nuts? Of course, Yoda Baby's going to be. <laughs> okay, in there. there you go. Like he's going to he's going to be on the poster. Yeah. I mean, they're going to. Uh, well, yeah, Django, well, Django and Din Djarin. Yeah. Will will they talk and be like, will will Django's full true heritage come out here in Lego form? Baby Yoda will just Um, show up and drop like a truck of money on top of like Boba Fett and they'll like leave. Yeah, Yeah. we'll get Django, (laughs) we'll get Boba, and we'll get Din Jaren. This is coming before we get the big uh, Lego uh, Darth Plagueis series, which is going to be 100 (laughs) episodes. And it's really serious. Written by you. it's, it's, It's rated R. Written and by you. It's just so bloody and gory, but it's still with Lego. Um, maybe ri- I, I've had some creative input, maybe. Yeah. So that's that's uh, how you know it's going to be good. That's hilarious. Anyway, script over um, Luke's film. <laughs> without further ado, because we are on the clock, um, some people who are always on me about going too long. And oh, come like, on. Well, no, I'm not yeah, done yeah. Uh, Shroud of Darkness. We've never seen a yellow lightsaber except all those times in Clone Wars. Yeah, that's not done. The magic of Spatchka. Rem- remember wow. that? I bet you don't remember that. Anyway, um, it's time to dive back into Star Wars Rebels. You're Rebels, on you? Wires, what's on deck? Oh, as per your orders, we will be devoting the entire discussion to the finale of Season 2, both parts of Twilight of the Apprentice. Yes. Two parts. Once again, I think of it as one big episode because that's how it originally aired. Yeah. Not in two parts. But now it's in two parts, but we're just going to blow right through pretending it's just one big thing. Because how do you watch just one part of this and not the other part? It's weird. But um, it's split up now. That's just how it is. Everything we're about to discuss is canon, but for big additions, we'll fire off our trusty canon. Canon. Um, if we have hot takes along the way, we'll sound the hot take alarm. And if anything really blew our minds the first time or blew them all over again on rewatch, then we'll let loose with a seismic mind charge. 
this two-parter has been out for a while. Um, it's on Disney Plus right now. So we will dispense with a spoiler klaxon. But if you haven't seen this wonderfully magical episode, we highly recommend that you watch them before listening to this podcast. Because what is that, Caitlin Bush? There is a clear order in which you should watch Star Wars Rebels and then listen to our podcast. So watch the episode and then get on board a magical train of synergy with the baby. I would like to see the baby. I want to build the baby in Lego format. Do you think the Christmas special will include me? Werner can be made out of Lego. If we're all set, punch it. Show me what you have on your Rebels. We're not going to play uh, What Did I Miss, uh, but we are. I do have some, uh, some uh, just a quick revisit of some stuff that we left out. <laughs> How? <laughs> or glossed How? over. How do we it, miss stuff? Me, we it happened. Well, it definitely I just happened. want to say that The Protector of Concord Dawn, that episode, in terms of me- prep for Mandalorian, you know, mm. if we're all like, what do we need to know from this? That episode is key. Um, I'll say that Rex drops that Concord Don Mandos were helping to train clones in there. We did not bring that up. Uh, Mando infighting long before Clone Wars is mentioned. One protector calls Sabine a bounty hunter and accuses her of stealing her armor. She corrects him and says she forged it with her family before the big reveal, which is important. Death Watch is mentioned when they hear Sabine is a Vizsla. She says her mother was Death Watch, but she's not. And that's, of course, referring to Ursa Wren, who we just saw again in season seven of The Clone Wars, and we will see again in Rebels. Um, there's a line about Mandos always solving things at the point of a blaster. And also, the whole Mandalorian Western thing really starts here in the Rao Sabine standoff, the uh, the gunslinger standoff. There's the whole hands on, on holsters, who's going to draw first, and like a Western twang in the music. That really starts here, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, everything. Yeah, neither of you could possibly care less. No, anyway. that's not <laughs> true. That's not true. <laughs> it starts. It also, Kanan pronounces it Maigito. I've always said Maigito, but he mm-hmm. says Maigito. It's. It's. I'm. I'm working on it. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. Also, in Legends of the Lasat, there's a lot of Hondo that we didn't mention in terms of. Ezra screws over Hondo and then Hondo is proud of him for doing that and yeah. calling him his protege. And this ties into what we're calling in terms of everyone wanting Ezra as their protege. This, you know, is applicable to what we're going to be talking about. Hondo then sells them out to the Empire, but not really because he helps them escape. But then he also tracks them. It's who's he's playing. Everybody It's just top tier. I mean, you got to admire that kind of that's just yeah. like that's pirate yeah. 101. And he's like, and here's a line. He's like, oh, this must look incriminating. And he's holding just a big <laughs> box of credits. Um, and also the whole myth of Lyrasan. Uh, we didn't talk about the child, the warrior, the fool. Mm-hmm. It's who is who. We are all, all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we find out because the child will show them the way, but it has to be a child of Lasan. And Zeb doesn't want to be the child. And then Callus shows up and they're like, is he the warrior? But as Caitlin, as you just said, it's all, it's uh, Zeb is all three. All of us mm-hmm. are have all three inside us and as chava says you are never one of these in time you become all of them um Mm. and i really love that whole that whole thing um so just getting all that in there before we move on to star wars rebels season two twilight of the apprentice oh boy i'm just gonna get out of the way right now mind blown blown at the time it's blown now it's always blown when it comes to this episode there's um, so much 
It's reblown. Oh it's reblown after the events it's of Clone Wars blown, season seven. Reblown, blown yeah. again. Yeah. So yeah. Seriously, right? Seriously. This is. I mean, this is so um, much. Th- th- this is this is some top shelf rebels here. Mm. I mean, Mwah. it's it, it's really um, it's really <laughs> something else. Written by Dave Filoni, Simon Kinberg, and Stephen Melching. Directed by Dave Filoni. Of course. Uh, of course. Uh, before we get into the plot, Caitlin Bush, because this is your first experience with this. Um, what's your reaction? I mean, I knew that Maul was coming. How could I not? And as soon as he popped up, I was like, you. I was like, you. You're here to yeah. screw <laughs> everyone over, aren't you? Um, and I, unfortunately, like, I, there are a few things in this series that are surprising me thus far, just because I know all of the beats that happen. I know, I knew that. Ahsoka and Vader were going to face off, like, all the stuff. I know that Vader's face gets, like, gets revealed and that you hear Anakin's voice and, like, all this stuff, but it's really fun to watch it. It's so fun and it's heartbreaking. My God, I wanted to cry. Mm. Would you say that this is of the series you've watched thus far? Does this episode take the top spot in terms of episodes? Oh, yeah. For you? Understandably. Yeah. Okay. Matt Romano on rewatch. I mean, we've already mentioned a little bit how um, I mean, Maul wasn't a surprise for us either because they put him in the trailer for this. And I kind of wish they didn't um, back then because that would have been something. But um, in light of uh, it's another thing that plays really differently after season seven because of the the Maul Ahsoka stuff. You finally when he says calls her Lady Tano in this. It's directly. Teases are about running away again. Yeah, like yeah. Stuff. There's his. Yeah. There's history there, and that directly is like running away. Well, she's not going to r- run away this time, and yep. we see what happens. How how was the re the rewatch for you? On the rewatch. This? I mean, this one. I mean, it's great. I I rewatch this one a lot. If yeah. I'm like, if a lot of times, if I'm like, I'm in the mood for a Rebels episode, usually it's you know Siege of Lothal, it's this one, or it's something from season four. Yeah, well, it depends. You know, I kind of, I should really should get, get a wheel. It depends on what I'm in the mood for. If I'm in the mood for pirate <laughs> shenanigans, then, you know, if I want some as Morgan and, and some Hondo, you know, I'm not going to throw this one on. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. But this is just Star Wars. I, I, I don't, I don't care if it's a movie, a show or what. This is just some peak Star Wars storytelling. Period. It is. And it looks, there's a lot of like peak, uh, Star Wars uh, imagery in this too. I would, like, even rewatching, mm. it's like the open with uh, with the Phantom, you know, coming out of hyperspace and flying over the planet. It's like uh, everything. It, it, there's this is packed with Star Wars stuff. It's packed <laughs> with Star Wars, and it's packed with so many things from Legends. Yeah, yeah. that are kind of this is Dave Filoni just like flexing. Yeah, yeah, and flexing is, and his cast just comes right off like the rock. <laughs> Um, anyway, so we'll start. Yeah. As Matt said, we begin on the phantom and Ahsoka is having a conversation, a hollow conversation with Rex and, uh, he offers to come, she declines. And then they have an exchange that calls back to their very first conversation about experience outranks everything. And Ahsoka says, if that's the case, then I definitely outrank you now. And already uh, it's like, uh, that's, that's, can can we not with, with you two? It's especially, but you love uh, each other. We, yeah, we get it. It's, it's really twisting the the old vibra blade a little bit, but there. but also not getting ahead. But I remember I remember first watching this and just having that feeling in my stomach when they're talking like, "Ooh, this feels like the." Something I'll see you later. Yeah. I'll see you later. Yeah, I love it you. Like, see you yeah, later. It yeah. feels like it's like this is this is sign. It's like why are they having this conversation? Yeah, it's like uh, this is a goodbye. And I was worried. I'm like Ahsoka can't. It's like she's not going to live through this episode. It's like, we just got her back. We can't take her away. There's no way you would do that. And 
It's like, remember how, how good of friends we were? All right, I'm going to go walk into this burning building. I'll see you later. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. have fun in there. It's like, and by the way, I just work. like, I just, I love you. Just like yeah. to be sure before I go away. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Today, I'm going to tell you. Just, just yeah, you just know. in case. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll see you again, but I just want to tell you how much you mean to me and how yeah. important you are. Um, yeah. Nobody's dying, but I just want no, to make sure that's fine. understood. And now I'm going to jump off this cliff, but I'll see you in five minutes. <laughs> um, anyway, Rex wishes her the best. And Kanan then explains to Ezra that Malachor was off limits to Jedi in the old times. It's one of those Sith planets that were placed under quarantine. Um, much like uh, Moraband, oh. a.k.a. sometimes called Korriban in uh, um, season six of The Clone Wars, um, Ahsoka busts out a great line here. She says, there is always a bit of truth in legends. Yeah. Um, and that is so meta uh, because it's it's meta in, in, in case here. It's like, yeah, that's true just in general. It's true in terms of Star Wars mythos within the mythos. And it's also, this is after they've, said all the extended universe stuff is called legends now and there's always a little bit of truth there and this episode takes a lot from the legends stuff so it's she's pretty much on multiple levels that's cool so why the hell did yoda send them here kanan thinks it might be uh to do with helping them stop the inquisitors but they really don't know thankfully ahsoka ezra and kanan have chopper along because he registers another vessel ezra cannot uh can't not touch a sith monolith um, and thanks to that, they, they all wind up down in a cavern in front of a giant Sith temple. He's such um, a dum-dum. Yeah. And it's like a total, some of the many Indiana Jones vibes here. Oh, a lot like, of indie vibes. Oh, yeah. Indiana, Indiana Jones and the and the great Sith temple. This is also something, this whole episode plays like something out of a Dr. Afra comic. It's like she mm. would be, she would totally excavate a place like this and would... Do it better than they do. Um, yeah, and pro- I mean, if a, if a couple everything. of her crewmates like get killed along the way, it's like she'd be she'd be fine with it as long as she gets the profit. Um, now, some some info on Malachor. Um, in Knights of the Old Republic, there is a planet called Malachor Five, um, where a battle between Jedi, including Revan and Mandalorians, took place. In the Kotor sequel, the planet was home to a mass shadow generator, as well as the Treus Academy, which is a Sith academy run by a Sith triumvirate of Darth Treya, Darth Nihilus, and Darth Sion. All of that's pretty much legends because KOTOR isn't, is, you know, nebulous, but it's it's all so much fun and it takes place so long before this. So mm-hmm. it's canon for me. Um, I, 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 I like that, that that's there and I like that they borrowed it. So I like to pretend it's still the same Malachor, even though they don't say the five. But, you know, it's like the, the honor. It's, it's assumed. You know, yeah, it's like how many other Malachors are there? Um, <laughs> so the first true, though, canonical reference to Malachor, weirdly enough, is in the D squad arc from Clone Wars. Mieber Gascon says it. He says, no way in Malachor. Um, and so it's after that, it's kind of used as a curse. Um, and it's like, wow, that's serious stuff. But yet another, the gifts from the D squad keep coming. It's also shown um, after this episode take took place uh we saw this in the second issue of the darth maul miniseries comic sidious takes maul 
to this place as a part of his training, his initial training before Phantom Menace. So that's interesting. Um, in this new canon, they explain that the wasted this wasted planet was home to the great scourge of Malachor that happened thousands of years ago. It was an ancient battle between Jedi and Sith. And there's a giant Sith temple here, as we've already said, complete with a super weapon that was turned on at some point. And thanks to that, we have shadowy dust bodies that are still all around. And some of their weapons are still here. And Ezra at one point picks up an old cross guard lightsaber, which is green. So it's the it's the Kylo Ren design. And this was after Force Awakens. I thought this was a really cool tie in to uh, to Force Awakens. And mm. Filoni just said, yeah, we just wanted to, you know, it's like, why not show that it this crosses. is an older design? Cool. And it's how they how they used to roll. Um, and I love I it. Think, I want it. I want it. I want that lightsaber. Yeah, I, I thought of, I mean, I also, my headcanon is that Ezra pockets it. I don't yeah. think he, he puts it down. I, I, I think he, he takes it uh, for something we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, one thing I love, I love about this moment, though, when I, when I was thinking on the rewatch, when he picks up this lightsaber, is like, what happened at this temple? Like, what is the history? How, how far back do we go with these uh, Jedi relics that are all around? And maybe I like. Just, I just said all of it. Well, yeah, yeah, but like, but I'm, but I'm getting to a point. Hold on. <laughs> The, the High Republic books that are coming out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, it's like, so I'm wondering, like, you know, uh, like this era, like of the Sith and the cross guard lightsabers, like, you know, will be further explored, you know, in that new series. That is an excellent, that's an excellent point, Matt. And I'm sorry that yeah. I. Uh, well, that sorry, I, I set it up wrong, wrongly, but thank you for your apology. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's your fault. Okay. Um, no, no. It, well, it's 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 cool because when they it, in the Darth Maul comic when they flash back, it's like a great battle was here. You see many Jedi and Sith, and some of them have cross guard lightsabers. Some of them look differently. It's all yeah. it's all very cool, well illustrated. Uh, they still don't really get into what happened, but there's this weapon here, and somebody turned it on. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we learn that nobody. Happened. Yeah, nobody in particular won this particular battle. But so for the great scourge of Malachor, ancient Jedi Sith history and another cross guard lightsaber that Kylo Ren may or may not have modeled his janky one on cannon cannon fire. Also, I remember at the time um, seeing another cross guard lightsaber and like seeing that it was ancient. That was a mind blown for me. So mind blown. Anyway, Kanan and Ezra argue. They argue a lot in this episode um right as a red blade sparks up the red blades are back the red blades at, at msg this friday um this is <laughs> eighth brother and this guy is a jackass um he is surprised uh. to see them he chucks some explosives at them and then ezra falls to another level so he's cut off this inquisitor uses his skinny saber as a helicopter oh god and that's right all together now. Say it with me. You know where I'm going. They, they fly, fly now. now. Oh, they fly now. They fly now. They fly now. <laughs> we all, oh man. I had the exact. I literally yeah, said that on. out loud when it happened. Uh, I've, I've been waiting for this us. moment since we started this rewatch. <laughs> oh you, man. You don't. You love. You love it. You love it. You love it so much. I hate. Um, I the hate smile on your face right now speaks it. volumes, Caitlin M. Bush. You cannot hide your joy. Uh, for eighth brother, <sighs> cannon, cannon, fire. And I guess for their lightsabers being able to be helicopters, cannon, cannon, sure. fire. This is the one weird thing in this episode. It's it's a little silly, but I'm like, okay, I'll they're also it. 
there's a weapon that turns people into, you know, dust shadows or whatever. So it's like, I'll buy it. Listen, air and physics just work differently in Star Wars. I mean, you they know. Do. They, they do. Air, so air and physics. It's like, if there are things <laughs> at all, you know, it's fantasy. Um, fantasy. And also it's, you know. If it's it's the I'll say in terms of the spinny sabers, I'm like, that's why you make one. If it can do that. OK, I, I see the point. Yeah, it's like because other yes. than that, it's like they've they've shown that there's nothing aside from being slightly intimidating. It just seems unwieldy. Yeah. Are you yeah. reading Grievous's notes and like are like, oh, I know how to do what he did. But we're going to it's it's like it's not doesn't really work anyway. General <laughs> Kenobi. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really just hello there. That's an. uh that's really something is sparking up on the floor there. Um, anyway, Ezra meets a friend. A hooded old man says he got stranded here, but that he has knowledge about the place and suggests they work together. He asks to be called Old Master, but this Ezra bitch. tries Ezra tries his Jabba name out his trick again, but it doesn't work. Ezra doesn't know who this Old Master is, but we do. Welcome back, Maul, voiced, of course, by Sam Witwer. Matt Romano. Your name reflects failure. How did Maul get from the end of Solo to being stuck here on Malachor? We don't know. Um, maybe we'll find out someday. Ahsoka and Kanan are after, hot on the trail of Eighth Brother, while Maul and Ezra approach the temple. Maul tells Ezra that both of the Inquisitors and the Sith are his enemies. So Maul is kind of now still in this place of he works for himself. I mean, it continues the the what we get into in season seven of, of Clone Wars, which is just that that Maul and Ahsoka are kind of two sides of the same coin in a way. Yeah, and and uh, except you know, Ahsoka is se- completely selfless, and Maul is completely right. selfish. He's well, out. You for know, two two opposite sides. What's good for the Maul is good for the Maul. Famous phrase. What's good for um, the Maul is good for the Maul. Yeah, see, Matt, thank you, Matt. Thank you, thank you, you're welcome. um, uh, Don't encourage him. Ezra, uh, ew. (laughs) Ezra questions, asks if he was a Sith. Um, Old Master says that the Sith um, were the, he he, he makes it very clear that that the Sith Sith are enemies. He's like, they ripped me from my mother's arms, murdered my brother, used me as a weapon, and then just tossed me aside. I'm like, all those things are true, and that's pretty much what the Sith does. What yeah. the Sith do with with people? Um, old, what did so you expect, old master man? is denouncing the Sith, um, and also denouncing them for taking away his his former status. You know, because he's Darth no more. Um, so Ezra's sympathizing a little bit with him because he's his predicament. You know, was taken away from his home and whatever from the Empire, whatever else. So the old master asks Ezra if he wants revenge, and his apprentice, and you know. Ezra replies that he wants justice and but he says it in a way that makes you think he wants something that's not justice (laughs) I want justice that's also revenge (laughs) Um, can I can I get the the combo plan please Um, and (laughs) old master says that well the Sith temple has knowledge to destroy the Sith Um, destroy the Sith Um, so great so we cut the chopper screwing with Eighth Brother's TIE Fighter. Eighth Brother shows up, but so do Kanan and Ahsoka, and they all they manage to capture Eighth Brother thanks to Chopper pulling some fancy flying uh, with the lasers on that TIE Fighter. It's a good, nice Chopper moment. Ezra and Old Master approach the temple, and Old Master describes it as both a place of worship for some and an engine of destruction to others. Um, my house uh, has been called that many times. Um, how do we get in? It takes two, a master 
and an apprentice, the way of the Sith. Okay, now here's when I watched this, I had this question, and when I rewatched, I had this question because we know that the Sith have the, have are, are big on two, and we know about the rule of two, which was started by Darth Bane. We know that, but Darth Bane happened, instituted the rule of two. This temple and everything that happened here was built long before Darth Bane. So I did a little research, and the thing is, the Sith went into hiding a millennia before the Phantom Menace. That's when Darth Bane instituted the Rule of Two. This place predates that. The Sith way of two being a thing, however, a master and an apprentice, ones that often betray each other, that has always kind of been a Sith thing. That predates Darth Bane. So that's kind of that's always kind of been the way of the Sith. Um, also, use of Darth. Um, also predated Darth Bane, so it's not like everyone after that is is an homage to Darth Bane, as evidenced by the KOTOR characters still using it. Um, it still scans if you say not all Sith were given the title, not all of them earned it, not all of it wanted it, but certainly after Darth Bane, everyone in that line of succession in the Rule of Two, they all use Darth. Anyway, there's hmm. the whole... Bane just slapped a fresh coat of paint on it and sold it to the masses. Yeah. There you and go. Like, exactly. Well, this is, it's like, what's, what's a new thing? I get the rule of two. Yeah, that's good. And it's like, cause that's that already a thing that we do. Nice. Let me tell I'm you. I'm watching this and I'm like, there's so much master apprentice rule of two. And I'm like, but this is before Darth Bane. So I'm like, so I had to, that's how I reconcile it. That this has always kind of been the, the way of the Sith. And with that in mind, the whole thing scans. Matt no, Romano, you have something on your mind. Yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, it's, it's funny how the how the Sith and the Empire, and I guess even the First Order, they're just so good at marketing, you know, and, and process, and like they you know, the, the, and, and look, you know, they, they, you know, they, they care so much about appearance and and process. Mm, they do, <laughs> you know, very much. A lot of their rules. marketing team. I hope they pay their marketing team a lot. Yeah, I hope the Sith marketers get a lot. Yeah. Brian Hopefully looks. Okay. Brian looks upset. He doesn't think. He doesn't. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't even know how to begin to respond. <laughs> to this. So let's I just move on. I'll say. That, I'll say with the Sith and the Empire. Sure, I'll say the First Order. They're just like color it different. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. We're yeah, kind for, of, but yeah. as we now know, it's kind of it was all kind of the same thing anyway. Yeah, so exactly. it's um, it's all the Sith Eternal. All yeah. you know, as as you know, big fan, big fans. Caitlin, huge fan of the Sith Eternal. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> talk about it all the time yeah the look listeners the look on her face right <laughs> lots now. of looks this episode could, could cut, <laughs> cut glass i'm telling you anyway um there are big differences you could say on how old master teaches and how canaan teaches old master's way is to defeat them you have to understand them canaan's way is to defeat them you have to stay true to your beliefs when old master hears that's how canaan teaches he's like yeah Okay, you can do that, but you're going to fail, and you're going to fail big. Um, Maul then encourages Ezra to use his anger to open a big stone door, and it just feels so wrong, but Ezra does it, and Old Master then tells him his real name is Maul. It's like, yeah, we know, um, but it's still, a cool, it's still a cool moment, and apparently Ezra, again, has not read his history. Um, they're interrogating Eighth Brother on the surface. Kanan and, and, and Ahsoka, rather, find out he's not even there for them. Eighth Brother is there hunting a shadow. He's there hunting down Maul. So it's just a happy coincidence that they came at this point. Um, or is it the Force? It's I don't the know. Force at work. Ezra and Maul reach the temple center uh, where they play the Jedi Temple Challenge. And, really. um, <laughs> yeah. A Sith, a Sith holocron Sith sits there. Sith Temple Challenge. 
It's the Only Sith someone devil. willing to risk oblivion would be worthy of the power of the holocron. Um, since the altar is separated by a deep chasm, Ezra tells Maul to toss me. He doesn't say that, but he says he's throwing him over to the altar, <laughs> stressing it that this is something his that Canaan had taught him. Uh, Maul does this, and then Ezra manages to reach the Sith holoc- the the Sith holocron there, but the ground begins to shake, and the temple starts to open up back on the surface. Kanan and Ahsoka approach the temple with Eighth Brother in tow, and they see it opening. And while they are distracted, the Inquisitor takes the opportunity to use his wrist communicator to contact other Inquisitors. Kanan then sends Chopper away to prep the Phantom for departure because he knows eventually they're going to have to get out of here right freaking fast. Kanan and Ahsoka officially enter the temple. The altar is rising, and Maul actually gets Ezra to safety. Uh, with the force and then snaps up the holocron as well. Chopper alerts Kanan that fifth brother and seventh sister have now hit the scene and they storm in. They free eighth brother and Kanan and Ahsoka take on all three of them. Ezra and Maul then show they they all reconvene. They show up. Ahsoka immediately recognizes Maul. Um, He recognizes her. And the Inquisitors recognize him as well. And this is a big moment, especially after Clone Wars Season 7, as we've already said. And Maul's big line here, which I love, is he just says, what fun. Um, (laughs) We're all here. Um, I mean, that's what everyone else is thinking, too, honestly. Yeah, right. It's like, and now we're ready to get going. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is where the, the... part separation is somewhere around here. I forget. Yes. I didn't know. Because the, the second part starts yeah. opens with the beginning of their fight when they're all kind of sti- they're in a lot that great shot of all of them in a line standing yeah. off against each other. Yeah, yeah. it's like the one on one side one and the and the and the sabers are a little are a little thicker than toothpicks. They're they're yeah. getting yeah, I know you still. You're yeah, they're pointy. Still, still at picking. Well, they're, they're always pointy. pointy. They're well, always yeah, but pointy, I mean, but they're like, they? like you know, they're skinny, pointy. I don't know. What do you want from me? Yeah, <laughs> I want. I generally, I generally, what generally, what I want do from you, you? Want? more, more, more effort, more, more, love, just in general. Okay, cool. We'll start there. <laughs> we'll work on it. It is every day. Um. Okay. Um, Kanan and Ezra immediately argue more about trusting Maul, who tells the Inquisitors he's not Darth anymore, so don't you dare call him that. Maul sparks up, um, hidden in his cane, the old Terra Sinube trick, part of his old cane, it, which the whole thing is an act anyway. Um, it's actually his saber, and it's a little part of like a skinny Inquisitor saber. It has one of the circle pieces kind of broken yeah. off. And mm-hmm. a cool thing is this is the exact same saber that we see him spark up in Solo. Um, yep. Sam Witwer and company made sure that it was the right looking one. It's like if he's going to be here and they know where he's going, it's like, well, they can't just have him pull out a, a red lightsaber. It's got to look like this because this is what it looks like. And I love that detail. Um, yeah. So now we got Maul versus Inquisitors and Ahsoka and Kanan join in the fun. The Inquisitors retreat. Um, they're all flying now. Ahsoka questions Maul. He says he's just there for the same reason they are. And I'm like. Are you, though? He also says that Vader is on the way. Now they have to get the Sith holocron to the top of the temple to get the knowledge to defeat the Sith to plug the hole. Dear Liza, dear Liza. Maul offers to help them fight Vader. Ahsoka and Kanan are not... uh, are not buying this. Of course, Ahsoka knows better, and Kanan, Ahsoka certainly knows better. Kanan, mm-hmm. you know, is is you know for all his buffoonery, you know, he's not buying it either. They also, Chopper, the Chopper ain't taking it either. He goes to yeah, Chopper, I mean, and Chopper gives Chopper him like a, was there. Bah, 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 bah. Would, and it's like would, I know it's Chopper a bad idea. Just, 
He's like, look, I'm just going to kill him right now. It'll save you all some time. Um, they, ascend, <laughs> they ascend to the temple top with Kanan pulling a fast one and sticking Maul with Ahsoka. It's all this thing of who's going to – they both want to apprentice Ezra and they're both trying to get at him and get their ideas incepting Ezra at the same time. So it's a big deal who gets to ride the little elevator <laughs> Like with Ezra for each step of this. I'm like, how is this the treat? Right. <laughs> like, how right. is this winning? Be, like, apparently it's a treat. I don't know. Um, Seventh this, Sister's this pain, creepy pain little... Pain in the butt. Little, yeah. Little sh- how, how does the street rat... Loath cat! It's like, it's like the big prize is getting on a Sith elevator with Aladdin. Anyway. Um, no shade. No shade, Ezra. Anyway. Seventh Sister's creepy damn droids are still following, though, and all of this info is relayed back to them. Eighth Brother goes to get the holocron, and Seventh Sister tells Fifth Brother that, yeah, let him go and thin thin them out, and then we'll get it, and the glory will be ours. I'm like, really good teamsmanship all around there, Seventh Sister. Mm. Um, Kanan and Ezra are still arguing. Ezra pulls the old Anakin of uh, Kanan. He's holding me back! Um, he doesn't scream it like that, but I'm like, I've heard that before. Eighth brother then pops up. Ahsoka and Maul send him packing pretty quick again. They're all off again. Ezra goes with Maul this time. Uh, Kanan isn't thrilled, but Ahsoka says it'll be okay because Kanan has taught him well. And I just wrote all in caps. Has he, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> That is questionable. (laughs) Let's go to the tape uh, for shots of Kanan being a good teacher. Let's go to Mo. And it just says footage not found. (laughs) Um, Anyway, no, I'm sorry, Kanan. You're doing the best you can. Um, Maul continues to seduce Ezra while they fight off seventh sister. Kanan and Ahsoka then fight off fifth and eighth brother. Maul and Ezra finally take out Seventh Sister's droids. These little buggers finally bite it. And Maul gets her in a force choke. He tells Ezra to strike her down with all of your hatred. He doesn't say that, but he's pretty much killer, killer. And Ezra doesn't. Maul, however, has no problem doing so. Uh, throws his saber right at her, and Seventh Sister is dead. So, so um, I, I couldn't help but thank you, Brian, in this moment. Because, like, first of all, it's a pretty brutal death. It is like you don't see anything. You don't see it. But your imagination is like, whoa, like that cut into her, whatever. And then I just thought about the Disney XD uh, commercial break coming right after that. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. Yes. It's like and she it's like it's like gruesome. It's like and she drops. We'll be right back. That's why it's so nice. No, I mean, no shade to the old Disney XD. No, not at all. It was the only way all. I could watch not this back in the day. But that's what's nice about having it on Disney Plus, or even when the physical media came out. It's like just watching it without that. It's I don't need you know. A I mean, it's nice to watch television without commercials. In, yeah, that's yeah, what it really well, is. That's what it is. I don't even mind commercials, but those commercials. It's like it's like the 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 takes you out of the, the moment. Big, the big hot racetrack is going, and these guys. It's it's like oh my doing god, doing the most. I'm like, guys, it's like I'm yelling. I'm like, Seven Sister just died. It's just, yeah. Get back anyway. to the brutal death. Yeah. So we got the we got the brutal death. And this is it's interesting. And this happens. Um, it, This whole episode is full of more interesting ways to dispose of these inquisitors without having our heroes yeah. kill. Them. Yeah. Um, yes, interesting exactly. ways of getting rid of your villains without having a hero stab them. Yeah. Um, Maul gives Ezra a telling off after this because hesitation like that costs lives. He sends Ezra ahead with the holocron and goes back to Ahsoka and Kanan. He wastes no time in cutting Fifth Brother right down. So again, it's like Maul in the episode. 
it's like, well, that's one way to take out your other villains, bring in another villain to just murder them, and your hero doesn't have to do it. The 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 farthest they go is Kanan damages Eighth Brother Saber, and then when he tries to fly away with it again, he tries to fly now, but his saber breaks in midair and he falls to his uh, death. It's the best. This, so, that's the best death in all of Rebels. I think. Yeah, so Kanan. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kanan doesn't kill him, but he. All he does is damage his saber. It's Eighth Brother's decision to use it as a yeah. helicopter when he knows it's broken. So yeah. I don't blame Kanan for this death. Caitlin Bush, do you think Caitlin is 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 you know, if he was on trial, he would be convicted of the of for the death of the Eighth Brother? No, but also the Jedi logic is very um, not overly logical. I mean. I busted your saber so you couldn't kill me with it. It's your own fault that you, you then used it as a helicopter. It's your own fault. It doesn't come with a parachute <laughs> in that that's thing. That's something you know? I just said. Yeah. That's, that just came out of my mouth. It's like you should, well, you, it does everything else. Why not have a parachute in it? Can you use it to take yourself to Lyrison maybe? I don't know. What else I just see like do? one with a big Imperial logo on it, you know? And he just well, we know how away. good they are with branding, according to you. Yeah, um, that's right. Anyway, for the death of seventh sister, fifth brother, and eighth brother, cannon, cannon, fire. Also, all of these duels are really, really excellent. And yeah. I'll just say, even because even, you, you know this whole time, they're they're building up for his big entrance, and you're, you're, yeah. you know the moment's coming. But even these duels along the way, mind blown. I have a question for Brian, and I don't want to derail I'll, anything, but I, I know you know I'll the answer. It. I'll allow it. Okay. I hope I know the answer. Uh, well, all right. And we might have talked about this before, so excuse me if we have. But is there a, is there a canonical reason that Ahsoka's lightsabers are now white? Because the last time we see her now in season seven, they are blue because um, we know that and, Anakin gives gives her upgraded lightsabers. Right. So does well, she take couple, out the, the you know, go? you tell me. Couple thing, couple things. They're not the same lightsabers. She, okay. If you remember, she drops them there in the clone right. graveyard. Thank and you. Yes, yes. Them up, so they're not the same. She yep. rebuilds lightsabers in the Ahsoka book by E.K. Johnston, and she finds Kyber. She uses crystals that she gets off an Inquisitor she's dealing with, and when she builds them from junk shop parts or whatever else, they come out as white, um, the color. And there's a reasoning behind that, and that is explained in that book. Um, Thank you. Okay, great. That's as I much as I'm going to give you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> You know, um, here for you, here for you, man. Um, Kanan then demands that Maul tell them where Ezra is. And Maul says that Ezra is his apprentice. And then he blinds Kanan with his lightsaber and the whole screen flashes. The whole screen just flashes red for a moment. It's Mm -hmm. so weird. It's so weird for Star Wars to do this. It's but it was it's really visceral. And again, I couldn't believe that they did this. I didn't see this thing coming. Um, that, that the whole Canaan being blinded is one thing, but the mm. way they do it is brutal. It um, is. It's dark. Ahsoka. Yeah. I mean, Ahsoka's not on Maul who says that the temple is a battle station that Maul will use to destroy his enemies. And Ezra's on his way to turn it on. Ezra at the top puts the holocron in the Sith obelisk and a voice then comes out telling him that knowledge is power. <laughs> It's Ventress, <laughs> and, right? Yeah, and it's uh, well, it's it's Nika Futterman, um, who voiced Ventress. I think it's been confirmed that it's it's definitely not Ventress herself. It okay. is Nika Futterman. In my uh, my personal headcanon, she's only ever called the Presence in crediting and stuff like that. Um, to my knowledge, in it's my, never in been confirmed. In my headcanon, it's Ventress. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
because if this temple, if this is Malachor and this is a temple where Darth Treya had her academy or whatever, to me, it's Darth Treya. That's my that's my headcanon. That's fair. Um, you know, and I think KOTOR fans will back me up. Where are there? There, there's nobody here. It's just me. Anyway, okay. The temple begins to power up. Kanan regroups. He dons a temple guard helmet that he finds. He gets his lightsaber back, and he's able to use the force in such a great moment. You know, in other ways, and he defeats Maul. It's great cuts and shots here of him you know finding other ways and adjusting so it's like he just literally just like tosses him off of a cliff <laughs> yeah and tosses him right off the depths of the cavern he just and like goes flying it's that it's it and it's like it's amazing we it's like he just can't stop falling off things um Chopper then calls and says another tie is incoming and Kanan says it's time for a pickup. Back at the top of the Sith Temple, the presence reveals that the temple contains the power to destroy all life. When Ezra protests that this is not what he was after, the presence then questions whether their new guest would try and claim the power. Believing the presence is referring to Maul, Ezra tries to return to Kanan and Ahsoka, but as he emerges from the temple, Darth Vader descends from the top on standing From on the his TIE fighter, he descends. And if this isn't one of the coolest entrances ever, then I don't know what is. Vader is on the scene and as you know, no, such a dramatic f- little. Sh- yeah. Yeah. And, and like this little orphan Annie has a flair for the, for he took his, my advice about theatricality a bit, literally. <laughs> um, and he says that he and Sidious want the temple's power for themselves. Shocker. Uh, Vader makes quick work of Ezra. It's not even close. And he destroys the staple gun lightsaber. No! And that's, yeah, and that, that's the end of that. Right. And <laughs> we see the kyber crystal kind of fall out of it. He Ezra must pocket that kyber crystal. We don't see him do it, but he's got to pocket it. Um, or that, or he also has taken the cross guard lightsaber from earlier. One of those two things or hmm. both is, has to have taken place here. Vader is going to full on just kill Ezra, but then Ahsoka enters and we have the reunion. Vader says that this reunion has been foreseen that this was going to take place. And he also says that she, Ahsoka doesn't have to die. She'll get mercy if she helps him find the remaining Jedi. Um, he threatens Ezra and this, and this just, this is the turn she snaps finally and she's like my former master would never pull something like that and then they have this exchange um he says anakin skywalker was weak i destroyed him and this is how vader thinks of anakin in a lot of the the books of of vader it's anakin skywalker is another person entirely he separated himself um from him and in the book the the only difference here is he's calling he's using the name anakin in in most books and stuff he says he refers to him as the jedi um he doesn't refer to him by name um but anyway ahsoka's response is then i will avenge his death and vader says revenge is not the jedi way and ahsoka gives one of my favorite lines she says i am no jedi yeah. So neither good. am I, Ahsoka. We're both, we're, you know, neither am I. And it's so Vader good. versus Ahsoka. Mind blown. This is this is just glorious. This is what we've been waiting all season for since the Siege of Lothal. This is what we've been waiting our entire lives for. Let's get right down to it. <laughs> Kanan and Chopper arrive back on the scene. They grab Ezra. They manage to get the holocron free because it takes a master and an apprentice. Once they do, the temple starts collapsing because Indiana Jones rules. 
Vader tries to get at the holocron, but Ahsoka won't let him. Ezra manages to hold onto it, and then Ahsoka leaps at Vader out of nowhere and slashes his helmet. Half of his real face and eye is exposed, and now we have Matt Lanter's voice blended with James Earl Jones, and he just says the name. He says Ahsoka, and it is chilling. Mm. Um, and she is shocked and says she's not going to leave him again, and he says, then you will die. And they fight again. This moment, I, I have to, I have to just give a pause here. Thoughts on this moment? This is a big, big damn moment here. It's chilling. They should have hugged. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> just a gentle kiss on the cheek. I say that just for yeah. you because I know I it's going to drive you insane. I really should have yeah, seen yeah. that coming. <laughs> um, it's great. It's great. It's it's heart wrenching I mean, and heartbreaking, it's, 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 and it's the, yeah, it's the epitome of you know everything that Ahsoka feared in that yeah. her master is truly gone and even seeing his face, which is already, you know, starting to sink in and scar and it's looking very similar to how we see it at the end of Return of the Jedi. Um when and his the helmet does is, eventually is that come off. Total Sith red. Yeah, yeah, that that golden red. Um, he's got an eyebrow too that was a little out of place, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean it's know. like it's definitely like the, the Anakin Clone Wars <laughs> yeah, eyebrow kind yeah, of thing, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. So for a but. second you were thinking it might have been Frida Kahlo under the mask and you're like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> that too. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. Anyway, Ezra tries to get at her, but she. Um, this is the thing that the door's collapsing, the temple's collapsing. Ezra keeps trying to get at her to save her, but she keeps pushing him away, something we see in, in all kinds of other shows and movies, pushing him away as the temple collapses. Um, she is out of sight completely now as the, the temple just, the door just shuts on, on Vader and Ahsoka mid-fight. The Phantom flies off with Ezra, Kanan, and Chopper. The temple explodes. Kanan comforts Ezra, who is just openly crying. I would be too. Kanan says it's over now. And they return to Adelon. Hera, here's your hug, Caitlin. Hera mm -hmm. hugs Caitlin, hugs, not Caitlin, hugs Kanan, who she now has his ruined eyes covered. Um, and Rex looks to Ezra with hope. And then there's this brilliant bit of animation uh, where Rex just, you see the change from hope to realizing that Ahsoka's not there. And it's heartbreaking, yep. um, as is so much here. And then we see Maul escaping Malachor and a stolen Inquisitor fighter. So we're not done with him. On the surface, we see Vader is, you know, mask still ruined, cape in tatters, limping away from the ruined temple, seriously damaged. And we see a convoy fly overhead. Now, the last time we it's this is something that we just saw at the end of season seven of Clone Wars when he was, you know, in the clone graveyard. We saw a convoy, um, sometimes known as uh, Morai is sometimes named Morai, although I don't think that's ever been spoken aloud. Um, but this is the symbol of Ahsoka appear ever since Mortis and the daughter saved her on Mortis. The convoy, this bird, is a big symbol of Ahsoka and Ahsoka's presence. Um, so anyway, the convoy flies above him as he walks away and then you can just, Matt, at the time it's like, am I seeing this? Am I not? Cause we didn't know. Um, it's like, is that Ahsoka walking yeah. back into the temple? Yeah. It's, it's weird. And, and that triangular door to the temple. And at the time this was a whole total, like, what the hell is she alive or is she not? Nobody knew, but the Ahsoka lives movement was back and the image of Ahsoka kind of framed in that triangular doorway became like, that was a big deal. Um, 
and it's uh and, and we just it was a while before we got answers. Yeah, I totally forgot um, that we even got a glimpse of her. I thought that like the last yeah, time we ever saw her it's was definitely was there because I'm like yeah. I remember replaying it so many times. I'm like, wait, is that is that because it's like any beacon of any yeah. little point of hope right. we're looking for, right? right. Um, and obviously, it's Caitlin knew that you know that she, yeah, you know, returns. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert! Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. It anyway, is her. during. Yeah, I mean, but we don't know. It's it's still like, but why? How? What happened in there? Um, all good questions. During all of this, um, this there's this incredible musical track playing from Kevin Kiner, blending in all kinds of themes: Ahsoka's theme, Kane, um, Ahsoka's theme, Ezra's theme, all kinds of stuff. There's this great pan, uh, ongoing, unbroken shot of our heroes back on the ghost down the hallway of the ghost. And we finally end with Ezra, who still has the Sith holocron, and he opens it, and his eyes glow red, or show red, or they look red. Not from crying. They look Sith red. Um, so for Maul, still in the mix, Ezra and the holocron, Kanan blinded, Vader rattled, the convoy still being a symbol, and Ahsoka gone, question mark, cannon, cannon, fire. Also, for this entire episode, mind blown... Okay, there we go. I had, you know, because for back in the day, for now, and just because it is that good. I'm not going to, I think it's already obvious. This is one of my favorite Star Wars things in yeah. any TV, movies, anywhere, anywhere, whatever it is, in animation, live action, whatever. I love this thing. One of Filoni's um, finest. Yeah, mm. just so huge. And this, was, this is obviously not just halfway through the series, but it was a huge turning point for Rebels. Everything yeah. changes after this. Mm-hmm. It's the fulcrum that the show rests on, you could say. Mm. Um, huge at the time, even better now post-Clone Wars. A- any any thought, further thoughts on this episode, reactions, hot takes, anything from you, Caitlin and Bush? Uh, no, I'm excited to see what comes next. I'm excited for the, the fulcrum switch to, to kick in. It was very good. Yeah, it was very good. I liked it. It's ve- it was very good. Were there any screams moments? No, I think uh, the the helicopter lightsabers made me laugh, and <laughs> uh, just watching Ezra get thrown across the chasm by Maul was good. I would ask why we think Yoda sent them here is a question. It's like he said, "Find Malachor," and my question at the end of this is why. And I think we we get we have to get much further into the show to figure out exactly why yeah. um, Yoda, he's, these he's events playing the long were necessary. Game. It is definitely a long game because the events of this episode have huge ripple effects for the entire rest of the show. Um, thoughts from further thoughts from you, Matt Romano. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes too, just because of all the connective tissue, you know, it's just this, I eat it all up, all the, all the, the strings being, you know, tied together. It's amazing. But, um, but I think the most jarring thing for me in this episode is just like you said before, Brian, like how Vader doesn't see himself as Anakin and neither do I, you know, I, I it's, yeah. it's like, it's so hard to think that like Anakin's under the suit, you know, for me still. Well, like, true. And not only I, he was weak, so I killed him. Yeah. 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 It's so like, I'm, I'm someone different now. Yeah. So it's jarring to see like Anakin under the helmet. So in that moment when it's split, it's like, Oh, Anakin's there. Well, also, also, especially now, because in this time period, this is before he knew he had a son. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. this is before he knew any of that. Well, so he's he young. Is, he's still young he's under his, the helmet. That's that's yeah, also is, weird. He's at his most Sith, yeah. you know, in this period. Yeah. yeah. In the, and we'll get to this um, in a later section of the show. It's it's post-Empire 
that he really that those walls start coming down. But this totally. is a really interesting time period for that. Well, with that, we're we're this is not the last we'll be mentioning this episode because as I've said, it colors everything that comes after. But that is it for season two of Star Wars Rebels. You're rebels, aren't you? But next week we will begin. Season three, going from steps into shadow, up and through visions and voices. Um, We're going to go to break, but we'll be right back. So don't turn us off. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're back, and now it's time to take a look at some galactic points of interest. Good news has come to the citizens of Lothal. Okay, first up, we have, there's a new audiobook anthology announced, Star Wars The Clone Wars Stories of Light and Dark. And it's going to collect 11 stories by 11 authors, 10 retellings of memorable episodes and arcs um, from Star Wars The Clone Wars, um, and one original Night Sisters-based story. Um, we've got stuff uh, read by James Arnold Taylor, Corey Burton, Matt Lanter, Catherine Tabor, Nika Futterman, uh, Sam Witwer. I already said James Arnold Taylor, right? Um, there's a lot of Obi-Wan in here. Um, a lot of Obi-Wan. I, I think that we're going to get some Cad Bane. Um, and the new one is called Bug, and it's read by Catherine Tabor. Um, this uh, Catherine Tabor wrote on social media that that is really exciting. It's a brand new story. And this comes out fairly soon, August 25th. Um, so be on the lookout for that. In comics, Darth Vader number four released this past Wednesday, but there will be more on that in a in another segment. Also released the final trade collection of the second Vader comic, Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. It's now available. So if you're waiting for the trade to finish that run, you can. It collects issues 13 to 25 and annual number two. And these issues collect um, included in them is the Great Fortress Vader storyline where Vader uh, gets into designing his castle on Mustafar and gets really into interior design. Um, and he's just never satisfied. Um, never going to be satisfied. I will never be satisfied. There it is. There, there it is. is. There it is. Um, Check it off the card. It. Anyway, it's a, it's a great read. I love that whole series. Um, so, and if you're waiting for the trade, you can now finish it. Um, a post I saw this morning on Twitter, um, just this morning, Captain Phasma, was trending <laughs> and i'm like okay why are they announcing a spinoff or something um what she died and of course you're, you're She's been canceled. well and, and you're you, you click on it it's like why is this trending and you expect someone oh i thought captain phasma died for a minute you see the denzel relief gif um <laughs> as first time i looked nobody had done that yet but this is where it comes from it's from um you know those posts am i the asshole uh, yeah and it's oh, a story God. about this this is two parents the answer is usually yes um, who who they they're they're naming their daughter after a Star Wars character. They already have. They've named her after a Star Wars character. They named her after Captain Phasma. Now, they didn't name her Phasma. They literally named her Captain Dash Phasma, like Mary Dash Kate. Yeah. No. And the thing is, are we the holes? <laughs> and the response, and then the follow up is edited. It's like, wow. Okay, 
we didn't think it would be this negative, but a lot of people hate this. So the response to this was so negative and people, that's why Captain Phasma was trending. It's because somewhere well, <laughs> out there, there's Captain, there's like, here's John, uh, John Rosenberg, Todd Rosenberg and Captain Phasma Rosenberg. It's like, just like wh- what? I'm so pro, you know, people doing what they want to do. Like you're not hurting anyone, but also please think about your child down the line. Yeah. Like you might, it might be like cute when it's a little, when your kid is like a baby and it's funny, haha. But like, think about your kid attending sixth grade with the name Captain Phasma. And they were saying, well, we'll, after this response is like, we'll soften it a little. And, you know, and, you know, maybe call her like CP or something. I'm like, no. Yeah, but Captain's just Captain's Phasma not, would be bad enough. Yeah, Phasma would full be better. Name. Yeah, Captain's not even full name. I gotta know. I'm really curious as to what the last name is. It's like this this kid changing their name by around like six or seven years old. Well, then and then does the then then does the Captain Phasma have a middle name? So is it like Captain Phasma Marie George? Yeah, Blackwell or something. I and what if they what if uh, uh, somebody pointed this out earlier? It's what if they then join the Navy and become a captain? Are they Captain Captain Phasma Captain Rosenberg? Phasma. Or oh what if God. they are, are lower rank? And it's like this is Lieutenant Junior Grade Captain Phasma Rosenberg. It's like, well, you said what? What is it? There's so much confusion in here. And unfortunately, we have to move. <laughs> unfortunately, we have to move on. But um, I just found that too uh, too funny to not to bring up. Well, everyone, adjust that ascot and prepare for Brian's book. Club. The Sacred Jedi Texts. Uh, today's recommendation is a comic that I've already mentioned. It's the third run of Darth Vader from Marvel, now uh, being written by Greg Pak. There are only four issues out so far, but it is really worth the read. And I'm going to sound the spoiler klaxon because there are surpi- surprises in store. So sound it. Um, we know where all the comics now from Marvel are in the post-Empire timeline, but Vader is now on the hunt for information about Luke's, Luke, what made him weak. He's still Luke is weak when I met him, what made him so weak, and what was done with Padme post-Mustafar because he doesn't know. And he encounters um, Sabe along the way, um, who uh, is also out to get some answers. And she's not alone. She's also with Captain Typho and Captain Tanra. Captain Tanra was a blink and you'll miss him appearance in Phantom Menace from Richard Armitage, actually, who later said, yeah, I did one day on that. And I couldn't even find myself in the finished movie. Uh, mm. But he became more of a thing thanks to Queen Shadow, um, the E.K. Johnson book. Um, all the handmaidens did, but Tanra was big, uh, close with Sabe and that. All of the handmaidens here fleshed out um, both in Queen's Peril and in Queen's Shadow are in this comic as well as ones we already know like Dorme, um, so they're part of this group called the Amidalans that are made up of other Naboo, Gungans, etc. And they believe that Vader killed Padme and Anakin Skywalker on Mustafar and they want revenge. So they don't know that Anakin is Vader. And now it's there. I just, they're this big group called the Amidalans and this whole time Vader is having memory flashbacks of of Padme and everything. And it, you could tell it hurts. And as we were talking about that wall that he makes, it's like Anakin Skywalker was another person. It's interesting that we were talking about that in the same episode, because I was reading this last night and you could just feel that wall cracking just a little bit. So it's a really interesting read. It's only four issues in, but it is fascinating to me. Um, so if you're a fan of Vader and Vader's pathos, um, I also just spoiled the hell out of it for you, so sorry. But I do 
I do. I, I sounded the klaxon. <laughs> um, so I, I highly recommend it, and I'm sure there are surprises left in store. Anyway, that's it for that. Highly recommended. Dear Mr. Dashwood, enclosed are the first few chapters of a piece I've only begun working on. Okay, hold on to something. Make sure your affairs are in order. Get any and all life insurance policies in line, because here it comes. Captain's Corner. I haven't had my muffin yet, Matt. Hey! Oh! Woo! Short one today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Captain's Corner. How are we all doing today? Everybody feeling good today? I'm good. I'm oh, great. You're good. Caitlin, Kate, you look great today. You, you, you look yeah. like you're feeling great. You're feeling good. Everything's great. Thank you. Great. Thank you. My Brian, gosh. You're looking all right, too. I, you're looking okay, too. How do I look? I refreshed. Look all right. You look refreshed. Believe it or not. All right. Okay, that's, so anyway. That's an undue. Looks could kill. <laughs> looks, looks could kill. You would destroy a star system. Um, Just do the thing. But anyway, if you guys will take a look out of the port side window, we are currently traveling at hyperspace oh, alongside uh, um, the Pergil. Uh, Bill, Bob, Bob, Bob the Pergil. Bob, Bob, oh Bob the Pergil. God. My best um, friend, Bob the Pergil. He's fantastic. I'm not going to try to commune with him because uh, last time that you I can't. tried, uh, yeah, it, it didn't go well. I, apparently, I was You're saying some really sensitive. horrible things. You can't. Well, I tried to speak in his language, you know, and it. it uh, he, yeah, and he hated it. He hated it. It was very, very bad. He's not like in this conversation right now either. I'll tell you that. No, no, it's great. And anyway, we're going to jump out of hyperspace in three, two, one. Ah, all right. Now, if you look out your window, we are above Corellia, everybody. Uh, I have taken us into the core of the galaxy, the core worlds. Uh, we are going to Corellia because we are going to get a transport ship. We are, you know, I, you know, I felt really bad about the whole escape pod incident, you know, and, and watching Rebels and the ghost has inspired me. We need our own phantom. We need a transport that, uh, that so we're going to get that Matt, built. This onto is the a ship. treat. This is a treat. It's a surprise for you guys. Okay. This is this is quite the treat. It's quite Thank the treat. You. So you know, we, you know, uh, the Star Binger is a YT twenty four hundred uh, light freighter. You know, kind of like the basically the Outrider from from uh, the great multimedia Star Wars experience, uh, Star Wars: Shadow of the Empire. So we're gonna we're gonna go meet a guy down there. I know a guy, and he's gonna try to hook us up with a transport. So uh, so you guys can all hold tight, but it's gonna be great. Let us revisit that statement for a moment. Yeah. I know a guy, and he's going to hook us up with a transport. I'm yeah. sure we're all filled with faith and relief. Don't that. worry. I know a guy. But, I know a guy. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. a guy. Yeah, we all know guys on Corellia. Anyway, well, yeah. I, we all look forward to seeing what this transport is going to be. I exactly, think. yeah. Um, and we're going to, does it come with an astromech to fly it in case we need it? Because we don't have one. Maybe, or is that, maybe. Or are we, you know, is it? Mbop. Yeah, yep. that's what I'm thinking. Well, ask your guy if a midwife droid can use it like an. Well, astro- I'm thinking we like can do like the like they did in Solo. We'll just take the mid droid's head and we'll just plug it in to the Nava computer, and uh, you know, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Oh, don't worry, don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, paddle. Hey, hey! Stop smacking! Stop smacking him! Oh, I hate that paddle, but uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's it for the captain's corner because Brian, you're gonna be angry. Um, I, my captain's corner was gonna be the uh, <laughs> the phasma, <laughs> the captain phasma. Was it? Oh and my god! I didn't see it in the. I didn't see it in galactic points of interest. Why am I gonna be? Oh, because you don't. You didn't look at my carefully prepared <laughs> script. I just. I did. I just. I must have not have seen that. Uh, you well, then censors at the ready. It's your own fault. Oh, hey. so anybody. Everybody, thank you so much Look for coming to, to the Captain's <laughs> Corner. I'm going to go take this ship down the Corellia, and uh, we'll, we'll find out next week uh, about this transport and, and if, it, if it's going to be good. All, All right. right. Well, there's no possible way this can fail. And now thank I'll you. turn it over to the Jedi Master for our next segment. <laughs>
This is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and now it's time for Caitlin's Word of the Week. The Word of the Week is Darth. Good job, Caitlin. She seems to be on top of things. Okay, you heard it. And that's going to take us into Real Talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. want to give a hello to Padawan listener... Richard Anderson, as well as everyone on Twitter who posted about our last episode, The Spotka Nightmare, and we're very nice about it. Also, some real talk in the real world. Um, I can't believe I'm talking about this with on the show. some real folks? Yeah, some real talk real with folks? some real folks, Whoa. namely my dentist. Um, this was an event. I, I had to get my tooth fixed, and it was a He messaged us about point. it. Yeah, and I go in, and my, the partner at my dentist office, my dentist, uh, Dr. Gildo Corradi, um, his partner, Dr. Tom Lovateri, I was wearing my uh, official Star Wars Bad Batch t-shirt, which univer- her universe now creates, and I still had it on um, from, even though I was wearing it when recording it the night before. It was one of those roll out of bed and get to the dentist type of mornings, but I put my mask on and they were like, oh, that's, he was like, and, and uh, he was like, that's cool. Um, what's that from? And he's like, are you a fan? And I said, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of my job as well. And I mentioned the podcast and I said, oh, which one? And I said, oh, it's called Job of the Pod, thinking he's not going to know. He's like, oh, I listen. He's like, it's all on my phone. He's like, oh, well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Brian from Jabba the Pod. And, and, he, and we had a really nice conversation about Star Wars. And he also, it's, you th- you, like, he proved it to me. He showed it to me it on his phone immediately. I was like, there was Escape wow. Pod the Pod right there queued That's up on his so phone. That's so lovely. And we had a really nice conversation about, um, about Star Wars. And also, he has kids that he's indoctrinating, of course, as well. And not for Halloween or anything, just bought one of them a really good Mandalorian outfit a Din Djarin costume and he showed Aww. me and it's just so adorable <laughs> that's amazing and with Tiny complete Din. complete with Yoda baby um so just uh to everyone um you know going to the dentist is not a pleasant experience is it but I'm gonna say that this place Midtown Manhattan Dental I love them I love them all they make it a pleasant experience they know what they're doing and it's just it's just really nice. I can't believe I'm plugging a dentist for no reason. But hey, that is how much these people mean a lot to me. They make something that I hate into something that I, you know, that is somewhat enjoyable. So it, it'd be you, great if they left a review. They'd be like, like, Brian, great podcast host. Terrible. Yeah, also, cavities. you know, also, you know, floss, floss more. Um, yeah. I, I will. I will. So so to everyone there at uh, Midtown Manhattan Dental, including the great Nafisa, who really uh, who's on the front desk, who was really trying to help me out insurance wise. Um, you know, if you're in the Midtown Manhattan and you need some dentistry, look no further except no substitutes. And I'm not even being paid <laughs> to say that, but I really like my dentist and that's where we are anyway. Um, with that, we're going to start cutting the pairs for next week's episode where we'll continue our journey with Star Wars Rebels. You're Rebels, on you? By beginning season three, as I said, we'll be talking through the episode Steps into Shadow up and through Visions and Voices in case you're playing along at home. We'll also be having more fun with everything and anything in the galaxy far, far away. In the meantime, feel free to reach out to us on social media if you so choose. Caitlin M. Bush, you can be found where? I can be found at at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. Matt Romano, you can be found where? And you can find me at at Matt Romano on Twitter. M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. 
And I can be found on Twitter at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Search out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. And don't forget to floss. Snog them if you got them. Take a cheevy and remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken. The force will be with you always. Be the spot. Let's go to Boston Bowl, yeah.